Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Happy motherfucking Friday, everybody. There it is. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of After 9. It is a Friday edition and we're feeling good. Dave Blizzard doesn't care enough to arrive on time, so... <laughs> We will get to him coming up very soon. He doesn't respect our time, Scott. We might have to sit down with him and chat with him about this. Yeah, but that's not a bad idea. That's kind of a reverse meeting, right? Like when we call the boss in and say, so what is it about our time that you don't respect? Yeah, you know? please. Please tell me more. Uh, so we could have waited, but we decided to get started because there's just a, a litany of things that we've got to get to today. Uh, I do want to talk about OnlyFans briefly here because... OnlyFans is somewhat of a phenomenon in that it empowered a lot of people to become sex workers. Even if you don't consider yourself a sex worker, if you're getting naked and doing stuff to yourself and charging money for it, you do fall into the sex worker category. Whereas there's many people who don't think of it that way. They just think they're entertainers. Right. Using their bodies. Right. Yeah. Is there a compromise there? Is there gray area or are you a sex worker if you're doing that? You know what? I don't if you want to go ahead and and slap a title on it uh, and fine. For me I don't I don't care. I think it's fine. Like if if that's one way to make money and it's available for you to make money as long as it's, you know, legally okay, which apparently some of the OnlyFans shit was not, then fill your boots or whatever else you fill yourself with. That's probably those, a fetish of some sort on there somewhere. On those videos. Here's just me filling boots. You know, let's stuff a boot. Fuck yeah. I can't wait for that new boot video. Um, yeah, you know, like whatever. <laughs> if there's a market for it and you you do it without hurting anybody else or doing anything illegal, then why not? Like, I, I don't care. If you want to call it a sex worker, that's fine. It is A lot of it is sexually driven, but it, fine, fine. Um. Why are people paying four ninety nine or five ninety nine up to nineteen ninety nine a month to get that sexual content on OnlyFans when you can get just about anything your imagination can want on Pornhub for free? Right. That thing I that I don't understand. Okay, so I think some people really do get attached to some personalities, uh, and and this is. And I remember hearing from someone who, I forget what the, do- I feel like there's a documentary which makes it sound more sophisticated than it was. But there was some form of documentary about from uh, porn, porn artists, basically, talking about the relationship that they had with their fans. And these people will drive st- across states and provinces for these sexpos, you know, the, the fan sex expos. Right. Will often have a, a just a bunch of, of porn stars there and you'll see like Tamara booby stars and whatever the fuck their names are. Right. Like, and they will travel for their favorite porn star. Cause that's the person for them. That's perfect. So when you have a loyal following of people who like you and you're the person that does it for them, they feel like they have a, I don't know. It is kind of fucked up because they do feel like they have a connection, I think to a lot of these people. So that those would be the type of people that would pay the 20 bucks a month because they like that person and that specific person only, or maybe just a handful of people. And, and as I understand it, they can be a little more interactive, right? Like yes. if you're paying the money to follow whomever on OnlyFans, you can send them a message and they can message you back. And I guess it's a little more intimate. Like, are there people out there that are paying I don't know, five, ten bucks a month that think they're in some sort of a virtual relationship with yeah. these people. Yeah. I mean, I think I think so. And there it's it is sad. And some people will believe that these people are being taken advantage of, especially when it comes to almost a tease of DMing them back and forth. Right. But that's what you can do. And they are there to make money. I mean, it's the same with going into a strip club. They'll probably have their regulars and that's you know, the the stripper that they like, they're there for them, or maybe they're there for a few people that they like. I don't know. All is fair. It's their money. They can do what they want with it, regardless of them probably having some issues, in my opinion. They're still making their, their money, and they don't really probably care. The criticism is interesting, and it's coming directly from sex workers and their advocates. They're saying, hey, listen, you guys made a fortune building only fans 
on the backs of sex workers. And now that you're as big as you are, you're kicking them out. Well, thanks a fucking lot. You use them like so many other businesses have done in the past. Is that criticism fair? I don't know that it necessarily is. Uh, Other people are saying that this is definitely a blow to the sex trade because this was a way for, for the most part, the, what would we call them, actresses and actors? Can do it in a fairly safe way. It's not like you're meeting strangers in, in hotel rooms or at casinos. You can just do your thing in front of a computer and you don't actually have to have any contact with weirdos. Yep, exactly. That's, I think, what a lot of people do like, a, a like about it. You're, you're, and a lot of people will still manage to be in relationships and do that at the same time, by the way, because to them, it's not cheating. Right? Right. I don't know. Would you be upset if you saw your credit card statement and your husband was paying five ninety nine a month on OnlyFans? Or is that just good, safe fairly inexpensive entertainment it depends on what account he's following i could be very fucking angry about it It, if it's something weird but if it's something normal probably not so much Mm. Mm -hmm -hmm. you don't you you might be cool with it depending on who it is no i just i i mean i don't i i don't i don't i would definitely question that yeah for sure my problem is cheapness i don't want to spend 5.99 a month for something that i can get for free but i mean i'm curious a chair girl is on there, for example. She's got a fairly popular OnlyFans. I don't know how much money she's making off of it or what she does on there, but I'd kind of like to see what she's doing on there. But I don't even want to spend $5 to find out. That's how much I care but don't care at the same time. It's not even worth $5 to me. Since Dave showed up late, I'll put an awkward question on him. Oh, hello, Dave. Hi. (laughs) Are you upset that your OnlyFans account's going to get canceled? Are you going to have to go back to school now that you can't post videos on OnlyFans? Yeah. Yeah, it's disappointing to me. I'm very, very sad about the situation. <laughs> That's what a girlfriend texted me this morning, actually sent me the article and went, fuck, now I got to go back to school again. <laughs> I saw a great meme as of October 1st. Now that OnlyFans is taking away the sexually explicit content, there's going to be a lot more realtors working. <laughs> no offense, realtors. No offense at all. Well, that, that, that Tony Johal OnlyFans page is pretty impressive. <laughs> That's true, I too. mean, I'd call him <laughs> you to know? sell my house tonight. Uh, I'm a little disappointed um, in this thing because I feel like they built OnlyFans on the backs of sex workers and yeah. people who made that explicit content. And now they're like, and now you don't get a piece of it. They literally made all of their money on that. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's going to OnlyFans for anything else. Yeah. Let's, well, let's be honest. Here. It was poorly managed, though. I mean, if you see a lot of the reports that are coming in, they weren't able to control or purposely didn't shut down accounts that had content that they weren't supposed to have. Mm-hmm. Under 18, bestiality included. Okay, And yeah. they apparently, when it came to super popular accounts, because they made a profit off of it, they purposely didn't shut those accounts down. Uh, That's a so problem. They the other way. That's a red flag. And they're trying to basically bury that by making these changes so they don't have to worry about it. And now they're trying to shift. So we have... Uh, pretty popular comedians now, um, chefs. Uh, what are some other industries that you maybe would pay extra for? Uh, therapists? I don't know. But they're being approached by OnlyFans now, mm-hmm. begging them to create accounts, basically. That's how bad they want to steer out of this direction. You kind of set that up for failure, though. Because, you again, you turned a blind eye to it for so long, everybody got used to that being what you expect to get there. And then now, all of a sudden, it's, oh, it's just going to disappear. I think it's, it's disappointing. I've never used it. But I think it's disappointing in the sense that once again, we thumb our nose at sex workers as if they do anything wrong with what they do. There's an audience for it. I mean, again, the things that are illegal and a little wrong, then yes, that stuff needs to be policed. But why? Like, it's totally a societal thing. It's totally um, an impression thing. Why do we care? Why do we care? Mm -hmm. I I mean, uh, not to open up this can of worms, but I always question, why is prostitution illegal? Yep. Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is, uh, and this is done safely too. I mean, there's no actual contact. So in a lot of ways, it's probably preferable. I feel like there was a compromise here and I don't know if they'll come to their senses and reach that compromise, but I don't understand why they couldn't just aggressively go after the really illegal shit yeah. and leave the fairly innocent stuff alone. And I'm conscious of the fact that there's women out there who don't want their men watching this shit. I get it. I I totally understand. Uh, There's also guys who think it's reprehensible that there's other guys or girls watching this shit. And I get that. But for the people who do, 
if it's for the most part fairly clean fun, let it happen. And then go after the people who are on there illegally or doing illegal shit. Well, I, I it's like, like we didn't have other... to throw out the baby with the bathwater here. Right. It's like any of the other social networks. If anybody does something that's over the line, if you do something wrong on TikTok that goes against their community standards, they can ban you. If you do something on Instagram that goes against their community standards, they can ban you. So what's the difference here? I, I really struggle to understand the difference. Well, I, all I know is this is a business opportunity that there's already companies jumping onto. Now there's another company that started up that's trying to bring all of those of porn stars and the people who have those explicit content pages onto their site. So it's already <laughs> onlyrealfans.com. They're called like Fanly. No, I'm not, it's very close to it. It's like Fan Only Fanly or something like that. I, I forget the name of it, but as I was researching this this morning on and people were tweeting about it, that's where they're all going flocking to. So it's created an opener opening in that market, but they do have to watch their ass. Much like Pornhub too, though. That's what you watch pay for. Ass. Watch that ass. That's what you pay for watch is to watch ass. that ass. I know, but you do have to watch your ass in terms of the potential under 18 and all of the illegal shit that could be going oh, yeah. on. You have to make sure that you have a proper security blanket for that. And you're not a, you're not liable and B just avoiding having that content on your on your platform because that's bad news. But as long as you can properly manage that, I agree. Totally. I was totally fine with the fact that there was only fans. There are people making money, especially throughout the pandemic that were unable to make money because all the strip clubs shut down, all the other places, maybe they would have gone were shut down. This was a way to safely make money. And I it's, was cool with that. It's like every other business. If it's not for you, you don't buy it. Exactly. If you're not a baseball fan, you're not going to a baseball game. It's that simple. It's really that yeah. simple. If it's not for you, Move along. Yeah. Well, I don't know why we always feel like we got to get our hands and everything. And by the way, I'm just on GoDaddy. I'm going to buy phonelyands.com. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go in on that with you. This will be great. This is a good business opportunity I here. I love it. <laughs> um, today is a bittersweet day. Today would have been the start of the CNE. Canceled again this year because of the pandemic. Today would have been the day when we all go to the X, but they canceled it out of an abundance of caution. And I'm wondering, was that necessary? I mean, Wonderland is open. All the attractions in Niagara Falls are open. Why couldn't they do the CNE this year? What was so wrong with us? I mean, I know that we're worried about COVID, but this is the time of year when we all attract the diabetes by going down to the food building. I believe the food building might be where COVID began. began. That was that, that <laughs> it was, was that goddamn cronut. Yeah, it was somebody deep frying something that shouldn't have been deep fried, and all of a sudden it mutated into <laughs> to a virus. I think that's probably what happened. Likely. Um, I, I understand that the CNE is different because they have so many vendors to bring in. It's not like they have a, like a stationary building where everything is and people can go to. Like Wonderland is already built. Um, CNE they have to build everything they have to mm -hmm. bring in people to do all that stuff and yeah. uh, from what I understand a lot of those vendors are not available to do that so they made the decision early on that it, look for the for the measure of safety here we're just going to not do it which is a disappointment and I'm sure they could have put together something yeah. but I don't know it would have been the same thing it wouldn't have and then you would have had people complaining about it not being the same yeah. thing and vendors possibly pulling out because they're not making as much money or being regretful that they did and then they wouldn't join next year like who knows there's a lot of things up in the air when it comes to the CNE you pay so, 25 bucks you go there and the only thing you can do is go down that big giant slide in the burlap sack you're like yeah, <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> yeah you're like oh alright no it's true it's probably on it for the best even though it sucks for those who really did like it there are still a lot of people that are not on that comfort level either they mm -hmm. might not have had the crowds that they thought that they would too and it's a, it would have been a risk so i don't blame them it's also national radio day today we're celebrating the great medium that is one of the few things in life that you can truly say is free it costs you nothing to listen to it. It's always available. It doesn't cost the taxpayers anything. In fact, it makes money for the taxpayers. Radio is still there every single day that you want it. Free. Today's a good day. If you haven't listened in a while to throw on the radio. Um, it's funny, Dave, because uh, over the years, you and I have been working together for like 20 years now. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because people ask me all the time, oh, radio. Is radio still around? Is radio dying out? Like, is there a lot of competition from satellite radio or from TV? People have been predicting the demise of radio for about 25 years now, and it's still going, and in some cases, better than ever. 
You make a pretty good living out of it, Dave. Cat and I, not so much. Yeah, okay. Um, I made a. <laughs> That's also thanks to his OnlyFans account on the That's, side. I have True. to keep that thing open. Yeah. yeah, you don't understand. Like, it's not a microphone, but I will talk into it. Yeah. A check one too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You, you said it all, really. I, I mean, the only thing to add to that is. Uh, it, it, the prediction of radio's demise has gone on way longer than you even said 25 years. I mean, it was MTV came along and oh, no one's going to listen to the radio anymore. Mm-hmm. Everything that is a form of uh, distraction is a form of competition. Everything. Because we're all competing for people's time. Um, and that's, that's all there is to it. I mean, an app, so Facebook is considered competition for radio. I think, you know, we, we have to be smart and create something that is special. Uh, something that people can feel connected to. I don't want to get into too deep radio talk here, but um, I always say there's two Go ahead, kinds. Bore the shit out of everybody. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I always say there's two <laughs> kinds of listeners to radio. There's uh, consumption listeners, those who just turn it on, turn it off, uh, and then there's um, engagement listeners, those who want to call the radio station, those who maybe want to play a contest, or if they see something crazy happen, the first thing they think of is I got to call Scott and Cat and tell them about this, mm-hmm. or. I heard them talking about this story. I've got an experience just like that. So I think the beauty of what we do is we get to connect with people. And I don't want to lose that. And, you know, you can have your Spotify accounts. You can have your Apple Music, all that stuff. But you don't engage with it. Mm-hmm. Like, right. you don't have a connection to it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's there. Same thing. It's like a CD collection. Like it's in your hand. And, okay, great. Am I going to listen to it? Sure. Maybe. Maybe not. Um, but in our case, we have a chance to have a human connection in a way that, that some of these other distractions and and some of these other time wasters don't have so i like to create that with our audiences create an engagement product that people can say yeah i i feel something when i listen to the station or when i leave from listening to the station i feel like i have i've taken away something like i'm going to sit at the table and talk about something how many times have we heard over the years somebody say we listen to the show in the morning i go to work east my wife goes to work west but we both listen to the same show, and when we come home at, at night and we sit down at the dinner table, we end up talking about what you guys talked about in the morning. Yeah. Right. Like, that to me is special. It's cool. And we don't always hear about that. Like, you know, it, we always, we're so prone to, to negativity when we're the ones who, the not just us, but just people in general, we want to complain about something before we praise something. So it's just consistent. Radio's been there, and radio continues to be there. And we don't really say, hey, I really like that. You no, know, people don't call and say, I like that you guys did that, unless it's something that they can engage with but when something happens that they don't like oh you're playing that song again holy shit you know and they get angry at you and, and things like that and I, i'm like that's the first interaction you want to have with us like yeah. maybe we need to do more to make this a, a welcoming place to just come in and say yeah if you if you feel a sense of pride about the radio station you, you listen to then i want you to to feel proud when you talk about listening to the radio not mm-hmm. like eh, it's disappearing it's going away it's it's really not Can I ask you guys some questions that we get asked regularly about radio when we're doing like a live broadcast or something like that? Maybe we can answer some questions that you yourself are wondering. Let's put this FAQ out there so we don't get the questions ever again. One time only. This is a one time only exclusive. Kat, what time do you get up in the morning to do the morning show? It's so funny. I get at it's. I'm glad you asked that question. But can I say it's actually the other way around? I get asked the most is what time do you go to bed? That's, the, oh, yeah. that's actually yeah. the question I get asked the most, so I'll answer both. Uh, bed, usually nine-ish. Nine-ish is my cutoff. I, I can stay up after nine if there's a special on I want to watch or something I want to talk about the next day. Doesn't or, that sound a little braggy? I can stay up after nine if I, I know, want. Which is sad, right? There are some people <laughs> listening that are like up at 3 a.m. That's not me. That'll probably never be me. Yeah. For me, nine is like, if I look at the clock and it's like 9.15, I'm like, shit, I got to get my You get anxiety, right? I like, do. Oh, Fuck, I got to hurry up. I got to sleep deeper tonight. I do. And then for me, my alarm is set for 3.40. Usually I will like actually leave, but I always go on. I'm kind of working when I at 3.40 because after I shut off my alarm and I have one alarm only, I don't, I'm not one of those people who snooze. I can't snooze. So I shut it off right away and then I'll usually look at what's trending. That's what I go to first. So I'm kind of working in my bed for like 10 minutes and then I get my ass up and moving. But yeah, about 3.40, 3.45 is usually the time I get up. Yeah, my first alarm goes off at 3.20, and I usually go to bed at 9. If I'm going to stay up late, same as you, Kat, if there's something on that I want to watch or somewhere that I've got to go, that requires an insane amount of planning, like days of work to figure out, how am I going to make Thursday work if I've got to go out Wednesday night? Or if I've got to stay up to watch the 
Raptors game seven on Wednesday. How am I going to do that? Like you actually have to put some thought into your routine yep. when it's something, anything. Yeah, you either nap a little bit earlier, like you get a couple extra hours. Something. It's, it's, it's like you prepare for it. it it's, it's true. You absolutely do. Uh, another question about radio. Dave, this is good for you as a programmer. Why does radio play so many commercials? Well, um, <laughs> it's because you don't get a bill for listening to it. Yeah. When was the last time you got a bill for listening to the radio? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's advertising. I mean, why does YouTube play commercials before you can watch a video? You know, it's, it's advertising. It's, we have an audience of people and advertisers want to get their message out to the audience. So when we have people listening, we want to be able to use that airspace to give advertisers a chance to get their message out. So that is exactly why. Um, and you try to balance it out so it's not too many commercials. But people, I don't know if they know how much is a lot of commercials. I mean, some people will say two commercials back to back. It's too many. Like how many times have you watched a YouTube video and it's like add one of two and you're like, oh, for God's oh, sake, two commercials. <laughs> yeah. Son of a. Yeah. But, you know, I think everyone's perception of too many is is different. Hmm. Will radio ever be available on demand for those who can't hear their favorite morning show? For example, is there ever going to be a day when they can listen to their morning show in the afternoon? What do you think? I actually don't know the answer to that question. I, I, I think that that's why we we do have a lot of radio shows doing exactly what we're doing, which is podcasting. And we have social media now as well. So we have so many avenues for listeners who maybe do listen in the morning strictly to be able to hear us all throughout the day by different means. And maybe that's uh, social media videos. I've seen that being done. Maybe that is a podcast where you do get a little bit of our morning show mixed into this podcast. It's a little bit different, uh, but there are some similarities to it too. So I think there's a lot of ways. I'm not sure if it'll ever be an on-demand thing because radio is radio. I mean, that's a isn't that the best part about it? I the, always tell people that's my favorite part. The instant. Is that we are yeah. live. We break news stories as they happen. We're telling you traffic accidents. We're telling you weather. We're telling you current situations, and we are discussing content that's relevant and popular in this moment. I think that's the best part is that you can get what's now and new in the moment. Well, I think you make a, yeah, and you make a great point about the, about the podcast. So you could, and, and there are radio stations that do this, where they make their podcast really a best of show, mm-hmm. where it's just clips mm-hmm. from their radio show and they yeah. turn it into the podcast. And, and that works for some where you guys have made the calculated decision to make this a separate show. And the content is slightly different. Sometimes you talk slightly. about the same things. Yeah. Well, there's some <laughs> words you, you can't say on yeah. the radio that you say here. Um, and some angles and some things you can kind of, you know, uh, pontificate on or speak a little bit longer on where on radio we, have, we balance it out because there's people who are listening because they want to hear music. There's people who listen because they want to hear you guys talk. There's there's so many different people that are listening with different intentions that we have to try to be the Walmart of radio, essentially, try to have something for everybody. So I think that the on-demand thing is is not far off, I, I, honestly. I, I'm not breaking any news here by any means, but I think it's one of those things where you can, you know, your schedule changes, but you can make your routine work around the entertainment that you want. So if it's downloading a podcast and having it ready to go in the morning, how many times do you guys hear from people who say, load it up on a week's worth of podcasts and listen to them all weekend? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. We have a lot of people that listen to us in the morning live and then listen to the podcast on their drive home. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And they're really not sick of us that. yet? Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> you guys have been, but that's, hey, listen, and that's what I was talking about with radio and, and the engagement, right? You, you've become part of people's lives. I still, to this day, like Scott and I have not, uh, technically hosted a morning show together in it's over, it's almost a decade. It's actually it is more than ten years now, and we still get asked all the time about the show. Yeah. Still, it yeah. it made an impact. It, yeah. it it resonated with people, and that's special, right? And yeah. and I don't think that somebody making a you know again I, I'm not attacking Spotify here, but I'm just using it as a comparison. I don't know that you have the same. Um, there's not a, there's not a romantic notion about it. You know what I mean? Like there's it's not a it's like yeah 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 this is my playlist and it's just it's there. You know, but but for for us to be able to have that human connection or to have that presentation of something more, that's special to me. And that's what radio is, Mm -hmm. I think. Okay, that was good. Uh, Let's switch gears here and talk about a couple other things before we wrap it up for the weekend, because we're doing a four day weekend, everybody. Just so you know, we're off on Monday and Tuesday. Sorry, Dave. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> putting together the summer schedule in radio must be like okay. a fucking nightmare. Yeah, and you know how many people I have on my team? Like, you guys are not the only ones. So it is, I've learned how to be a chainsaw juggler, essentially, at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, Chatham Kent Leamington MPP Rick Nichols announced he is not vaccinated and will not be coerced into being vaccinated. He says, I took Premier Ford at his word that vaccination is a choice and that all Ontarians have a constitutional right to make such a choice. Yet the Premier has said that you will be booted out of caucus if you do not get vaccinated. Actually, I watched the news conference yesterday, and one of the things Rick said was it wasn't Doug Ford that put down the directive. It was Doug Ford's campaign team for the 2022 election that said get vaccinated by Thursday or you're out. Can you do both? Can you require members of your team to be vaccinated, but also have gone on and done that big speech about how it's someone's constitutional right to make that choice? Did Doug put himself in a weird spot here? Oh, and by the way, fuck you, Doug. (laughs) Fuck you, Doug. (laughs) (laughs) I hope he doesn't take that personally, by the way. Doug. Oh no, we're having fun with him. That's just one. I don't know if he thinks it's very funny, but I fucking love it. (laughs) I I don't know. I think it's I think it's okay. I think it's okay. And the and government works differently than than anywhere else, doesn't it? Like it's okay to have their own set of rules, maybe, um, and allow the general population that doesn't work in government to have theirs. I don't know. I, it's a little early for me to really form an opinion until I figure out what's going on. I think that. He, what he wants, what they would like to see is them to be able to gather again. I'm sure he'll use this as an excuse or a reason or hit whoever's team is pushing for it to gather again. They want to be able to meet and feel comfortable meeting face to face again. And that is the reason why. Whereas your average everyday person, maybe they can work from home and maybe it shouldn't be you know, pushed upon them if they don't feel it's necessary for them. Is there something to that? Uh, possibly. I just... <clears throat> Doug just seems to keep walking into these contradictions. I mean, he put down the rule for those in education and healthcare. You must show proof of vaccination. But Doug has flat out said, we will not give you any secure means of proving that you're vaccinated. And then you get him coming out there saying, nope, we're not going to have a split society. We're not forcing anyone to get vaccinated. But then he requires members of his own caucus to get vaccinated. And his own daughter seems to be a bit anti-vax based on that video that Mm -hmm. we saw. So, I mean, I don't know where this guy is because he hasn't done a news conference in a long time. But, I mean, it's just all this shit keeps coming up and we don't have an opportunity to ask him to clarify his position on any of this. Actually, maybe that's why he's not doing news conferences is because he knew that this day was coming where people would realize, wait a second, you said one thing and then did something completely different. Hold on. A politician didn't hold their promise? (laughs) <laughs> Do we have a breaking news Baffled. sound sound we can play right here? Like yeah. this is this is unbelievable, unprecedented, <laughs> if you will. Um, while we're in this realm, Dave, we haven't talked to you since the election campaign began. How do you think week one went? Oh my god! Have you learned anything? Have you opened your eyes at all? Have you changed your mind? Has anything stood out to you in week one? I think the the one thing that <laughs> makes me laugh that people didn't know this, but they're shocked when they find out. That uh, Aaron O'Toole is younger than Justin Trudeau. Yeah, that's a weird one. People right? go, wait, what? Yeah. It looks like it could be his dad. Uh. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, that's that's the one thing that I've seen the most this week that is not yeah. specifically like agenda based. That's the one thing people are like, wait, what? Hang on, huh? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> How about his Mike Holmes esque poster though? Oh like, yeah, in yeah photo. the hard hat and everything. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> You didn't find that sexy? Not a bit. Not a bit. I got a you know? tool belt and I'm holding my tool. You want to see the real pictures? Check out my OnlyFans. <laughs> Secure your future. Yes. Uh, time after time when they ask Canadians, what is the number one issue that's important to you in Canadian politics? Every time that gets asked, people say healthcare. And yesterday they were talking about healthcare, And it was almost like a game of them trying to one up each other. So... Aaron O'Toole promised to boost federal funding for the provincial health care systems across Canada by 6% a year and more if the national economy grows faster than expected. So that's a fairly hefty commitment. We'll increase it 6% a year. 
Then Jagmeet Singh came out and said the liberals have been a disaster when it comes to health care spending. So here's what we're going to do. $250 million to help train and hire 2,000 more nurses if his party forms government. Hmm. Oh, okay. But then Justin Trudeau just took it to a completely other level. It's like he saw O'Toole promising 6% and thought, oh, I got to beat that. And then Singh came out and said, $250 million, 2,000 new nurses. I got to beat that. Not only did he beat it, he just made it with such an unrealistic expectation. <laughs> he committed to hiring 50,000 new support workers and a guaranteed minimum wage of $25 an hour if he's reelected. We're spending money like crazy here. I mean, I don't even want to know what's going to happen if he gets elected, but where are we going to find 50,000 people that want to be a PSW? Are there 50,000 people out there that are like, I'd really like to get into personal support work, yeah. but no, this, until it goes up to at least $25 an hour, it's not for me. They're so worried about that, too, the, like the future of health care workers and what that's going to look like, because people who maybe had a thought of being a PSW or in healthcare at all, nursing, whatever it is, you wonder how many got scared away. Or maybe it all of the healthcare hero talk did enough to push people more in that direction. I don't really know. I, 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 I did find that funny, though. That's, that is quite exaggerated. But isn't that kind of part of the campaign? Is kind of, we all know. But, I mean, that's not even believable. Like, who hears that and thinks, oh, okay, great. Well, if we do get twenty or 50,000 new PSWs, oh, the problems will be solved. I don't think there's one person listening that thinks they can find 50,000 people that want to be a PSW. If you like, vote shit. for me, everybody will get a private island, <laughs> and it will be magical. Seriously, that's what all it's coming diseases. down to. Yeah. It, it uh, reminds me of when I, when I ran for office in my middle school, um, and I wanted to be the prime minister of the school, and there was you know, three other kids that were up against me, and one of them, the campaign promises were, I'm going to get a vending machine in each of the classrooms. Yes. There will be a second lunch. And all this, all this <laughs> stuff that, that, you know, there's all this stuff that's never going to happen. But, no. you know, the people are like, yeah, that's a good idea, man. Yeah, it's kind of part of it, right? Like, you expect it to be, eh, what would you say the percentage of bullshit compared to the real actual promises that will be kept? It's like a, not a good, not a good percentage of things will actually go through no. in any campaign, and I'm not just I'm not just pointing at the liberals right now. I'm just, in any game. campaign. It's, it's a game of who can oversell. It's like maybe a fifty fifty at best, right? Yeah. Where you're like fifty percent of this that you're saying is bullshit. By the way, I did win that election. Did uh, you? Well, no shit, good. I'd vote for that. Yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, I, I went on a common sense kind of a ballot, you know, like <laughs> a common sense revolution. That's right. No oh, vending boy. machine, but here's a pack no. of Dunkaroos for the class. That's right. That's all you get. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but there were people like, like saying that they were going to give fri- half Friday school days yeah. and th- all this stupid, crazy stuff. Yeah. And it was like the one, the one kid was actually, he was really smart. He tried to pitch something to the teachers and I can't remember what it was. It was just like, uh, like a chef in the teacher's lounge or something like that. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm like, what oh, the yeah. hell? That's unbelievable. Uh-huh. Uh, it was great. It was really good. My first foray into politics back in school was I was running for president of the student council and I had made a promise because it was a very controversial subject back at the time when I was in high school. They had just banned smoking on school property. Ooh, that's a big topic. Do people have to go out to the sidewalk? They had to get off the school property completely to smoke and people Uh didn't have time between classes to do that. Now, back then... There was a lot more students smoking than there are than there are now. Mind you, back then a pack of smokes was like four dollars. So And right now Grayson a- can vape in the back of the classroom and hope nobody notices. Yeah, really. <laughs> I am my jewel. So I promised to save the smoking area. And while most people thought what? you can't fucking do that, <laughs> student so council sure. doesn't have anything to do with saving the smoking area. I said nope. I'm going to do it. I'm going to lobby on your behalf to save the pit, as they called it. The smoker's pit. That's what we called it, too. Yep. I'm going to save the pit. And while most people called bullshit on that announcement, I did have one teacher who pulled me aside in the hall and said, hey, I really fucking hope you win. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then she went out to her car and hacked a dart while she was doing it. Yeah. That's like your family studies teacher. You're like the religion teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, throw this in your campaign. Put the Christ back in Christmas. I'm out. <laughs> There's always that one teacher. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Dave, you are recently the new owner of a pool. Mm-hmm. How are you liking having a pool in August? Is it great? I love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Do you regret not having a pool earlier in life? Do you think that this is missing or is it just a nicety right now? No, you know what? I love it. And I've, uh, it's funny because my wife has said, I don't think we'll ever have another home without a pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually find it relaxing. I know some people complain about the work that goes into it and, you know, the balancing of chemicals, all that kind of stuff. And uh, eventually I'd like to convert it to a saltwater pool. It's, from what I understand, it's much better and easier to take care of it, but it's better for the pool and, and its longevity. Um, I, I like it. I find it therapeutic to clean the top of the pool with the net. I find it therapeutic to vacuum the pool. I, I like it. I, I feel it relaxes me. I know not everybody feels that way, and I don't feel that way when I'm vacuuming the house or anything like that. But for some reason with the pool, I love it. The only problem I have is that there's a butternut tree in the backyard, and the squirrels like to climb up. And the people that lived there before and before and before never really landscaped the yard. So this tree's kind of overgrown, and it overhangs over the pool. Uh-oh. So the squirrels get up there, they start eating the butternuts, and then the shells fall into the water. And some of them are so big that I can't right. vacuum it because it'll clog the vacuum. Have so, you found a squirrel yet? Uh, yes. I actually found one yesterday. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, you got to fix that. Yeah. Squirrel killer? Yeah, what am I going to do? I'm going to put up a net? Like, this isn't, this isn't like a like Cirque du Soleil. You got a I don't, saw, and you saw the shit out of that couple branches of the tree. Is it that easy? It's No. It's very, <laughs> it's very hard. So, no. you know what? I actually, because I was talking to somebody about this yesterday, I have a picture on my phone okay, of the backyard. I'm just going to show Kat what the tree looks like. Oh, yeah. It gives you a nice shade, though. I right? can't climb that. You can't climb that. No, you got to get a professional. There's a lot you of go- trees Dave can't climb. That's correct. There's a, you got to get, pro- go- get a professional. That's all. Uh, yeah. The right? quote that we got about that Is it was like five grand. Come on. Yeah. To I'm get like, rid of a tree? Yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to kick it till it falls. <laughs> I'll give you a- <laughs> Every yeah. day, give it a kick and see what <laughs> happens. Yeah. Ah, my toe. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, so that's the only thing that I dislike about it. Okay. Um, but otherwise, I love it. I absolutely love Dave, it. Dave, mm. where is your piss rock? I do not have Get a piss a rock. Get a piss what? rock. You're nope. going in the house okay, wet Scott, to pee? <laughs> Scott and I are not going to party at your house. Well, maybe that's what he wants, Scott. Maybe he probably he doesn't does, want yeah. us there. <laughs> yeah, you can come on. I've got a pool, but there's no piss rock. There's no rock. piss rock. Sorry, yeah, guys. Help yourself to some drinks, but you cannot piss on my property. Yeah. Totally no piss rock work. and no drinks. You'll be civilized <laughs> human that. beings. Yeah, it'll be a dry yeah. party. You'll That's be civilized be. human beings. You will go in the house and use a toilet like everyone else. <laughs> It'll serve us non-alcoholic beer and shit like <laughs> I that. I don't want you peeing. <laughs> <laughs> you hold that in. Please use the bathroom before coming. <laughs> we'll find a rock. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's that's correct. I do not have a piss rock. I'm not uh, going to have a piss rock. planning on getting one? Nope. Okay. No, yeah, we should tree? go in on a rock. We can piss on the butternut tree. Will that oh, kill, it? kill it? Yes. Oh, right, well, With maybe the amount of scotch that I drink on weekends, that'll fucking kill it. Yeah, <laughs> we could drink some weird shit and piss on that. It'll be dead in no time. Can it just shrivel and and uh, and eventually just evaporate? Because that would be lovely. Because <laughs> it like shrink down yeah, the size like just, a cartoon. Yeah, you pee on it and every so often it just goes <laughs> and like sucks down and then it's gone. Uh, I'd like that. Yeah, the branches are way too high. I cannot climb yeah. it. I went out and bought one of those extended saw and pruners. Uh, we have to like pull the, the, the rope and it clips for you. And oh, so yeah. I'm doing all that stuff. But the branches are so big. Yeah. I don't. I, it, if I cut it, it'll fall in the pool. Yeah. And I don't want to break. The, I don't want to rip the liner. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to take a chance with all that. So mm-hmm. I'm in a tough spot. But if if you're telling me that your urine will melt the tree down <laughs> to a, a, a reasonable size, then I will consider it. Cat, how the fuck are you gonna pee on a tree? It's not like a rock where you can. Hover I think it's over. no. There's okay. There's a fence kind of behind the tree. I think it's one of those situations. Cat will prop a leg up, and kind of like a dog almost. Prop a leg up, you know, or even like a you know, like in ballet, you know, you put your <laughs> leg up on the bar. It'll be kind of like that, and then you just sort of you aim the equipment and and uh, fire away. You make it sound much classier, so I appreciate that. So ballet. Put your hair in a bun. Yeah. And then- <laughs> some Mozart by the pool yeah. and I shall do a ballet frolic and piss on your tree. It is a, it is a regal event yes. Yes. <laughs> when you put a bun in your hair. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you like to float in the pool, Dave, or are you a swimmer? Swimmer or floater? I, I love both. Okay. I did both yesterday. Do you act really? like a kid in the pool? Like, like bob up and down and stuff like that? Hmm. Every now and again, you do, He's right? trying to get his Don't... wife to play Marco Polo. <laughs> 
like I feel like sometimes when I'm in a pool, I act like a child. Sometimes you're in the mood and you just act like a child. And I still like those games. I, I do. Well, I mean, I don't think I've played any games in the pool. I bounced. Yes. You, you do. You bobbed up kind and down. Kind of bobbed up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, you did. You're a bobber for sure. I'll bob. <laughs> I'll bob. I'll bob without, uh, without fear of, uh, of criticism and, and ridicule. Yeah, sure. Good. I'll bob once in a while. Good. Bet you will. Um, completely unrelated. Well, hold on. Was there a reason why we started talking about the pool? Yes. Okay. Here's the story. Ah. Over off the coast of Ireland, they're having a somewhat unique problem. See, there's a walrus that has been very, very friendly with the people and the boats in the water. So, this walrus who's not afraid of people, in fact, it seems to want to socialize and interact with people, has actually been putting the people in a fairly dangerous situation because the walrus will be like, oh, fuck, cool, there's people. He jumps on their boat, and more than a few times, he's almost tipped the boat or sunk the boat because a walrus in the ocean is huge. So now, some guy in Ireland is going to be tasked with a new responsibility. They've decided they're going to build a floating couch for the walrus to chill on. And they're going to tow it out there into the ocean and just leave it anchored off the shore for the walrus to just go and make himself at home anytime he wants. <laughs> What's next? A big screen TV for the plankton? Like, what are, oh, we, I know. What are we doing? <laughs> a couch in the ocean for a walrus. You know, though, I think to myself, if anybody was driving by on a boat and you're just doing whatever it is you do in a boat and you happen to look over and see a walrus chilling there on a couch in the middle of the ocean, that's pretty fucking neat, isn't it? I guess. I think that's cool. I think it's fucking awesome. And that's exactly what I would look like floating on a fucking floating. Just, <laughs> just the walrus fucking on a couch. walrusy looking guy. Just, <laughs> Give me a Bud Light. Can, yeah, can he get like a mini bar fridge like beside him or something like that? Can you also put one of those it's in? So fresh he can, fish in yeah. there so he doesn't even need to dive down. Get him a fish and a Miller Light, you know, something like yeah. that. Just get him ready. <laughs> Why not? Well, it, I mean, if it saves someone's boat from sinking because this guy's so friendly and obviously like adorable. Well, walruses are kind of ugly but cute at the same time, you know. But if it if it helps someone's boat from sinking, then yeah, this is this is a good thing. What if he hates it though? What then? If he doesn't like the couch, well, I don't know. What I mean, waste. it's not like there's a sale at like, the brick for these fucking things. They had to specially make it. Listen, well, the- I've I've had I've had Leo for ten years, and no matter how many dog beds I buy that guy, he will sleep on anything but. Is all I'm saying. So what if walruses are point. like dogs? And he's like, fuck eh. this couch on a chain in the ocean. I'm gonna go on that boat over there. That uh, looks like I'm gonna party on this yacht. Why would I party on this shitty couch? There's nobody in a bikini on my couch. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> like I think he might be in it for different reasons. Yeah, I would agree with that. I what's but like I said, where do we draw the line? Like are we gonna get a recliner for an orca? Like is yeah. is that what the Dave. is that what we're gonna do? A recliner Dave. for an orca. Yeah, an orca's yeah. not gonna sit in a fucking recliner. How would it pull the button to get the legs to come out? Oh, their fins are longer <laughs> than you think. Like, a, is a, a sea lion going to be like, you know, I'll, I'll play ball once you get a sectional, you know, like, <laughs> are we going to listen to the demands of these, of these sea creatures now? <laughs> you and I are similar in stature, Dave. And I can just picture if you're driving in the ocean in your boat and see a walrus just laying there on the couch, that's exactly what I would look like floating on a floaty in a pool. Yeah. I think that's fucking magical. That would change lives if you were a boater and saw that. Uh, hey, if you're a walrus, you're getting pretty spoiled off the coast of Ireland. Head that way. And last but certainly not least, Disney is making a change. And it's a little weird how much the animatronic technology has evolved. They're going to have robots roaming through the park that will eventually be capable of human emotion. Yeah, I, I actually, <laughs> I, I don't know if I love or hate this, by the way. Um, but currently they have, you know, you walk through Disney and, Oh, it's Snow White and Elsa, and oh, there's a stormtrooper, right? And there's people behind those costumes, and they stop and they chat. Well, now, because technology is where it is, they plan to have robotic characters, and yes, capable of emotion. It's cameras and sensors, in case you're wondering how this works. So cameras and sensors 
give robots the ability to make quick choices about what to do and say and how to express emotion while interacting with the guests. And that will start next year at some point. But they say there's no plans for them to take over the human experience of it. Because they're going to take over the whole fucking world. This is, yeah. Okay, so yeah. It's going to happen. This is Judgment Day. It, it's going to happen. This it, is Terminator coming to life. 100%. My brother is an engineer. Computers and robotics is his specialty. And he is actually currently at, um, an, an, I don't know if it's an expo, trade show, whatever it is. And he sent me some videos of these robots that are walking around and they look like uh, I don't know, it's like dogs, like just just going around on four legs, just like me, me, like the camera looks at you. Boston Dynamics is the company that's doing it. And we need to put them on the radar. Fucked up. Like it, it looks like um, the beginning of a movie that ends really badly for humans, yes. really badly. So this kind of scares me. Like I do think it's neat, but it also scares the shit out of me. And it isn't there a lot of ways this could go wrong. Like yes. aside from the fact they could take over and kill all of us, aside from that fact. What if, like, one just, like, seizes and, like, falls over and kills a fucking kid? Hello, princess. Hello, princess. Yeah. Hello, princess. <laughs> and is, like, chasing the kid Sparks around the park. Sparks flying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm going to start replacing some of the characters. Like, what are we going to get? Like, are we going to get, the ro- like, the robotic aerial or something like that? And it's like, look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Isn't it neat? Isn't it neat? I asked you if you think it's neat, you motherfucker. Yeah, Jason. I, 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 this just has bad news written all over it. I don't it. like it. This I is know. Terminator. It, it's coming yeah, to life. I know it is. I do think like it's neat te- technology where we're at with robotics, uh, human emotion, all that kind of stuff. It's it's neat, but I actually like that's where I draw the line. Is like I don't want them to experience any form of human emotion. Like it, yeah. I want mine to be the most robotic possible. It's cool if it moves like a human. I'm down with that. You can't be smarter than us. If they continue to go on the path that they're going, one day these robots will look at us and say, "Why don't we put a couch in the ocean for them?" Yep. And we'll just be the assholes. And we'll be the assholes who have to sit on a couch in the ocean. With the walrus going, told you, losers. Yeah, we should have teamed up. (laughs) Because I bet you humans and walruses could have done this together. You should have just let me chill on the boat. (laughs) Okay, just quickly, though, on this. I mean, it's probably a ridiculous notion to have a an Elsa or a Cinderella or a Snow White animatronic. Because they have people that do that, and they're very, very good at it. But if it's something that's already a robot... Like a stormtrooper or, or something BB-8. like that. Like a BB-8 from Star Wars. Yeah, okay. Exactly. That is probably perfectly fine. Uh, the, the giant mouse that the whole thing is built around is not a real mouse. So what does it matter if you have a person with a costume on or a robot walking around? First of all, how dare you? You've been to Mickey's house. <laughs> <laughs> you were a guest. Like you a were a guest, guest there. You don't besmirch the good mouse. <laughs> I'm start handing out ass whoopings. <laughs> Do you want to build a snowman? 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 <laughs> Will they close once a year for software updates? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Basically. We have to update the firmware yeah. and the dwarfs. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just banging into the wall. Like at the, mat- like at the uh, Cinderella's castle. It just keeps hitting off the wall. Like, oh, God. <laughs> So, well, you don't want this to happen in front of guests. Like, you know how Disney does such an amazing job keeping the park clean and, and awesome, and you never see people out, like, with hauling garbage bags and stuff? They've got it down to a science. And then if that happens, like, what do they do? Like, do they shoot the robot? <laughs> because they don't want people to see things happening? Like, what's going to happen here? This is, I know it sounds extreme, but yeah. I think we're on our way. Disney will now close at six for recharging. Yeah. <laughs> you just, yeah what do you do? Do you, you plug it into an outlet? Like, how are we going to make this work? Seriously, where are they going to find an actor to play Baby Yoda? You might as well outsource that to a robot. Like, Who gives a shit? Yeah, that kind of thing. Okay, let's just let's just keep it at a minimum, though. You know, let's keep it at a minimum. Freaks me out. Still need a balance, is what you're saying. I don't saying. like the emotion thing. Like, I don't get. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. And you know, people are going to toy with that too. They're going to be like, "Well, I'm having a terrible fucking day, Mickey. What about you?" <laughs> well, now that you mention it, <laughs> you know how long I had to wait in line at Space Mountain. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. You know what's going to be really funny is when you get into like the uh, animatronic like stormtroopers and shit in that Disney Florida heat. If you go to take a picture of one of those things, they're going to be fucking hot. I can't it's be like putting your hand on the stove. Yeah, that's so true. I can't just to talk about the personal side of it. I can't imagine how that feels to be in a stormtrooper outfit in July roaming the park at Disney Hollywood Studios in the Star Wars area. I Horrible. cannot imagine like 
the relief, the feeling of taking off that helmet, like it's like life comes back into you at that moment. I mean, I'm sure there's some sort of a, a ventilation system. They have system. so there much money. They have so much money. I bet you there is some kind of ventilation system. I don't think they would do that. Like that's got it. Like, yeah. Oh, uh, looks like Jeff picked up Darth Vader today. Okay, cool. You put the helmet on. You're like, ah, oh, Christ, it's black. It's everything's black on this thing. I have to go outside. It's so hot. Horrible. And then they they do the show where it's like every hour they like the villains come out and then the good guys come out and and they put on the show for you. And he comes out and he's like, I think I'm gonna faint in the middle of the show. It's like Darth Vader just (laughs) boom, just like topples over. Like uh, everyone, look the other way while we plug Darth Vader back in. (laughs) Look away. (laughs) Don't put your cameras down. No flash photography. All right, guys, we're going to roll. Thank you for listening to this edition of After 9. We are off for a couple of days next week, but you'll get a new episode by Wednesday and have a great weekend. Facebook has unveiled a new product called Horizon Workrooms, which are basically meeting rooms, but in virtual reality. Participants use an Oculus VR headset to participate. You can see avatars of your coworkers and watch them talk. Yeah. A virtual reality cartoon office, yeah. It's an amazing technology that will revolutionize the way people work naked from home. I swear, I promise. It's great if the only thing you hate about Zoom meetings is that they aren't strapped to your face. Some entertainment news, Paw Patrol, the movie hits theaters. It's rated G, although it does include some light humping. Finally, according to a new survey, 70% of Americans would give up their smartphones for their pets, and certain pets make you do that. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.